Hey folks, good morning, good afternoon, a good day wherever you are. Go to Guy Timberlake here with another edition of the GovCon Geek Squadcast. Folks, the Squadcast is information and insights for the doers and the decision makers who drive growth in government contracting. If that's you, you are in the right place. Hey folks, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about pipelines. This is something that causes a lot of folks angst, and we want to see if we can help them out just a bit. So here's the deal. Hopefully you had a chance to check out the article I wrote on this a little while back, bringing it to you now over the airwaves. Gang, it goes a little bit like this. So for the best results, the process of using a sales pipeline should be intuitive. Full stop. What this means is it should be constructed to optimize the time spent working opportunities versus managing the process of working opportunities. And so while this may be aspirational for many, unfortunately, achieving it is somewhat fleeting for quite a few. So to reinforce these beliefs are practices and situations that I've lived through over my three decades in government contracting, as well as having observed them for the last decade plus in working with companies just like yours as the American Small Business Coalition and now the GovCon Club. So gang, here we go. Part one, fake it till you make it. There are more individuals responsible for conducting business development activities than there are that have been trained to do so at all. Now, from what I've seen, this is largely not by choice. Little to no training means a greater inability to understand important processes, recognize terminology, or utilize important tools and resources. This unfamiliarity by many of those doing business development is driven quite often by a lack of respect for the business development life cycle or the sincere belief that it can't be that hard. Whatever the cause, it's a recipe for inefficiency that has companies spending significantly more time and more money to find and win business than is necessary. So, where do we go from there? How about parlez-vous business development? Do you understand it? Do you have team members with roles outside of traditional business development activities who interact with pipeline information? By this, I mean... Do they have direct or indirect influence on what happens in the pipeline? Do they consume some of the outputs used to support decision-making? Are they responsible for macro-level acquisition of any of that information? Think about what I said about faking it and imagine you're the person receiving a message cited as being timely and important. Now imagine it's written in a language completely unknown to you. This 
happens every single day in government contracting, and it directly contributes to companies spending more time and more money than needed. Folks, when we come back, we're going to play a little chess. Ever since the first boot camp in 2010, ethical stalking for government contractors has focused on making federal sector business development more achievable and more productive. It stands as the best and most comprehensive program for the novice and experienced government contracting executives and professionals. Get more information today by visiting bootcamp.govcon.club. Hey, it's GoTo Guy Timberlake here. Welcome back. Time to play some chess. Are you familiar with the Dunst opening? You know, knight to c3? So if you've never played chess, the first and even the tenth time doing so can be kind of daunting, especially if you don't know the rules. Knowing how the various pieces move, when they move, the outcomes of those moves, it, it's all paramount to not falling victim to what is known as two-move checkmate. The parallels between chess and establishing a working opportunity pipeline are significant. It's definitely there. Because just like having rules for how the pieces move in chess, there are, or at least should be, rules for information entering moving about and exiting from your organization's pipeline. Does your current process have you making too many moves, offering an unintentional advantage to your competition? Does some leads in your pipeline linger too long when truthfully they should have been taken out in two moves? Are the same rules in effect for how you manage leads and opportunities in your pipeline for when a partner brings you an opportunity? Or do you relax your standards a bit when someone else is doing some or most of the work? Hey gang, let me tell you, if your answer to this is yes, my question for you is why? What is it about their process that is potentially greater than yours. So now I want to talk a little bit about pipeline harmony. So not too long ago, I introduced subscribers of the GovCon Geek Squad newsletter and our podcast to Frankie the Doorman. That's the guy I hired to work at a place I called Club Pipeline. Now, just like Club Pipeline, Frankie is fictional. He's a character that represents challenge filters at the entrance to a company's pipeline. Now, think of it this way. Here's where the harmony comes in. If you think of your team as an orchestra and the items that you place in your pipeline as musical notes, the beautiful harmonies that you're hoping to produce are revenue and profit-generating wins. 
having a process like a Frankie. You know, the entry filters, those are critical for keeping out bad notes. It keeps them from getting on your team's music sheets and ultimately ruining the sound you're trying to make. One missed beat can throw off the tempo of productivity, resulting in lost focus, primarily due to shiny objects or squirrels, lost time, missed opportunities, and a lower team morale. Folks, after the break, time for some math. What do you think of the GovCon Geek Squadcast? Folks, this is go-to guy Timberlake, the voice and the mind behind the GovCon Geek Squadcast. I'd love to get your feedback. What do you think of these programs? Is the information useful to you? Do you understand who this is for and why it matters? There's a lot of information we're going to be sharing in the current episodes and the ones that are forthcoming, and you can help influence how we talk about and what we talk about. Drop me a line at guy at govcon.club. You can also call me at 410-381-7378. Let me know what you think. Give me your ideas. We'll get it on the air. Hey, welcome back. Go-to guy Timberlake here. It's the Squadcast. Information and insights for the doers and the decision makers. Hey, gang, math was not one of my strongest subjects. No, here's what I mean. I was good at it. Just didn't like it. My dad was a double major, math and chemistry. Mom was a school teacher. So I inherited some from both of them. But math still just really didn't interest me. If you listen before, you know my interest was more in science fiction and espionage movies and stuff like that. Hey, can't be helped. But there's a thing in math called the Colotz Conjecture also known as the 3N plus 1 problem. And in mathematics, it is highly regarded by true mathematicians as a simple but widely unsolvable math problem where everything ends up in a loop. Does that sound to you kind of like the movement or maybe lack of movement in a lot of sales pipelines? Things ending up in a loop should be easy, but they're not. Consider this. How much time is wasted trying simply to figure out the math in a pipeline? Folks, we have these elaborate scoring systems and algorithms that are used to demonstrate your confidence, your ability to win, all these things. Let me tell you what, over the last, especially 14 years, again, as the American Small Business Coalition and as GovCon Club today, you know, I speak with business leaders and executives from a lot of growing small and mid-tier companies and some large ones too. And one of the areas where I have found common ground with a lot of them, is in the area of pipeline scoring. In short, many of these successful companies have moved to eliminate what they refer to as the unnecessary calculus in their pipelines. And instead, they're more focused on getting answers 
to questions. And using those answers as keys to unlock their decision gates right up to the response. Thus, they eliminate a step that is questionable in reliability and costly when the clock is ticking. Folks, in a world where timeliness is a critical factor in capturing customers and requirements-based revenues, saving time without jeopardizing accuracy, that's a win. Pipeline processes should be efficient and empowering, and they should enable your company to visualize its growth while you are achieving an upper hand in the areas of knowledge and positioning. So question for you, who's for making pipelines more user and growth friendly? I certainly am. Folks, until next time, peace, joy, and success to all of you. It's Go To Guy, the Squadcast, signing off.